Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I got a new plant this week and it's called Spanish Moss. That's not a name, that's the sort of plant it is. And... Okay, bear with me. I mean, it's about to get marginally more exciting because it grows on air. Just take that in. No soil, no pot, air. It grows on air. I feel like I've practically found, like, 2021's version of penicillin here because it grows on air. Episode 21. After the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. Oh, hello. Yeah, me again, your trusted friend from the host of your favourite That There podcast, because of course none of you listen to other podcasts. I hope you better not. Anyway, welcome to After the Tone. I'm Scotty. Woo! Thank you. Giving myself a little cheer there. And together we produce the Deb. No studio audience clapping for you there, Deb. I'm so sorry. They obviously just weren't in the mood. (laughs) Anyway, we're here to make your day feel a little less, well, I guess, monotonous. And to give you some purpose in life, rather than just sitting around in your pants all day having a go at yourself. Side note, actually, when I was 14, a priest told me that I would go to hell if I interfered with myself. I've been interfering with myself ever since. And do you know what? You wonder why recovering Catholics have such a relationship with shame. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. I have literally just read that. It's not an emotion that I share. <laughs> I mean, come on. If anyone's doing the thanking round here, it's you fucking lot sat there listening. This is practically a public service that me and producer Deb put on for you. And I'll tell you what, in that their next um, New Year's Honours list... I tell you what, there better be a fucking MBE with my fucking name on it. Because you know what? I would love nothing more than saying to the Queen, shove that up your fucking ass. Fuck off back to your fucking palace. I'm... That's me being interrupted. Can you... I was really on a fucking roll there. 
Well, that took the wind out of my fucking sails, didn't it? But you know what? Probably just as well, because I could have gone on the monologue there for quite some time. Anyway, this week, what have I been up to? Oh, well, you know, much of the same fucking shit that I've been doing all of the rest of the fucking last 12 months. Oh, anyway, I mean, it's getting a bit dull now, isn't it? I haven't even got the fucking energy to talk about it. I mean, no wonder why you lot love this fucking podcast so much, because there is fuck all else to do. So the bar is very, it's very low at the moment. Although, I tell you what, highlight of my week, I've started watching that Married at First Sight Australia. Wow. That makes After the Tone look like a fucking yoga retreat, doesn't it? Those people are fucking legitimately off their fucking rockers. If you've never watched it, I tell you what, if you've got anxiety, don't. It's the most anxious making telly ever, which it's lovely to watch, actually, to be fair, because it does make you believe that you might have emotions again at some point in the future. But I was thinking, is this what all heterosexuals are like? So I thought I'd, you know, reach out to you lot, the general public, to give you your full title and ask, are there any straights that listen to this show? I mean, it's been very queer heavy the last fair few weeks. And, you know, you know me, I'm all for equality. And I thought, let's ask the straights, all of them, of the S community, a bit about their culture. So, you know, like, get in touch with us if you want to tell us when you realised that you were a heterosexual, maybe you're heterosexual and Australian. Maybe you want to tell us what it was like when you told your mum. And, you know, some other things about your culture, like boot cut jeans or whatever. So we'd love to hear from you heterosexual people from the HS community. You know what to do? Get open on the WhatsApp. Apparently that's problematic nowadays because it's owned by somebody who wants to record. I tell you what, do you know what? Get off your fucking high horse. No one's really that fucking bothered you sending a voice note to your friend Jean about what you've got from McDonald's for your breakfast on a Saturday. You're not that fucking important, love. Anyway, by the by. So, you know, if you want to get in contact with us, get on the whatsapp and send us a little voice note to this number please zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero right let's dive head first it's show 21 what's the worst that could happen actually don't say that on here because you know what you lot are like hiya scotty hiya producer debs hiya that there jrf and hello to the carer long time listener first time caller here Laura and I was just sort of thinking as to um, what I could offer in terms of saying hello and welcoming myself you're talking about how some of your favorite conversations have happened in the bathroom now some of my favorite conversations have happened leaned up against the kitchen counter as the kettle boils so I've put the kettle on and um What would everyone like? I'm going to have just a standard, quite strong, probably, cup of tea. But I can do coffee, I can do different types of tea. If you're not into hot drinks, I can do a squash or a glass of water. Just let me know. Anything to go with it. You were talking about sort of comforting food. And so I've got, I love a milk chocolate digestive. Normally toast, as they say, is, you know what you get in the toast. 
but today it's morning so I think I'm just gonna have a bowl of Cheerios so if any of that takes your fancy I'll um I'll make you a brew I know that there's probably a lot of people that haven't had a, a hot drink made for them in a long time I'm very lucky to have a housemate that offers me a, a hot drink probably about six times a day but actually there's very few people I trust to make me a cup of tea because I do like it quite strong anyway I thought I'd I'd offer everyone a drink and say hello and um, yeah I hope everyone's doing really well and thank you for keeping me company all right bye bye long time listener first time caller there Laura welcome to the gang hello and welcome now I'm gonna start off with a very triggering statement for many of you lot but the Irish amongst us will understand what I'm on about This was a phrase that was said to me repeatedly as a child and was the reason why I can actually make a decent brew. The English cannot make tea. They can't, for love the money. It's to do with the water and the fact that Barry's is not sold widely around these parts of the world. So you're always going to be disappointed with an English cup of tea. Now, I know people from the county of Yorkshire will like to refute this, but I would just like to tell them, just because you've got an accent doesn't make it interesting. (laughs) It's true. I grew up, honestly, my grandfather would not drink a cup of tea made by an English person. He'd be like, it's like fucking dishwater. (laughs) And do you know what? There is something about the first brew that I have when I land back on the island that I love. Maybe it's um, psychosomatic for some of them. Maybe it's that one. But it just tastes nice, doesn't it? By the by, what a lovely, welcoming thing that you're doing, offering people a substandard cup of tea. Now, I don't understand people who are not into hot drinks. You know, you meet people that are oh, not really into hot drinks. My friend Matty, actually, not really into hot drinks. So much so that I bullied her into liking a coffee. <laughs> I was like, this can't be a thing. I just don't understand it. I don't understand how a temperature would make you go, oh, don't like it. Do you know what I mean? No one's ever said, oh, don't like hot chocolate. Oh, but I do like real chocolate. It's just not a thing. It's like people have just made it up to make themselves sound interesting when they're quite boring. I will take this thing you said, a chocolate digestive. I'll take that. I do judge people quite harshly on their biscuit selection, actually. I recently spoke to somebody on an app, shall we say, and I said, uh, what's your favourite biscuit? And he said, um, it's a club. And I thought, do you know what? I'd have it off with you at some point in the future when that's allowed. Purely just because I think club is probably one of the best biscuits ever made. But then he said, oh, actually, my favourite is a gold bar. And I thought, well, you're definitely having it. Because you, you just can't be a gold bar. Does anybody know what gold bars are made of? Because I tell you what, it's not chocolate. It's like a weird thing. Anyway, what's your favourite biscuit, please, Laura? You know, if you're going to come here asking people about what biscuits, you've got to have the receipts. How the fuck do people do stuff when they're listening to podcasts? I'm trying and it don't work. Sorry, temptress here. Hi, still alive. Yippee. Sorry for being rude and not saying hello. But yeah, I'm doing stuff and I thought I'd listen to your beautiful podcast, catch up. But it don't work. It really don't. So I am not necessarily going to try and do stuff while I'm doing other stuff. That's my big learning. So very tenuous self-care link. Anyway, take care, everyone. Love you all. Bye. Oh, it's lovely to have you back, Temptress. And do you know what? 
I quite like opening with a bit of a rant. I don't know if you've noticed that over the past few months. You know, I like the sound of my own voice, but I also like the sound of my own voice when I'm taking umbrage at something. So by all means, introduce yourself second in this space. We're fine about that. I, like you, can't do those two things at the one time. I find it too overwhelming. As you all know, I do like to wake up on a Thursday morning and have a listen along with you lot. Because, you know, Debbie puts her magic fingers all over it. And then she edits it. Hey, the old ones are the best. <laughs> and um, it's nice just to hear it back. And, you know, not when I'm like in work mode, as I am now trying to make this engaging because, you know, somebody has to. So I often have to like, you know, bit quiet, be piece quiet. But if I am in the studio, I do like a bit of um chip um chip um chip chip. And what I mean by that is I like house music, I like Chicago house music for when I'm typing along. But it does have to be at a certain level and I can't have too many words on because I feel that that conflicts me. I wonder if it's a thing because I know people who can listen to the radio in their ears and happily type things out whilst also taking in the information. I just can't do it. I'm like you, the temptress. It's one or the other. Hey, Scotty. Hey, producer Debs. I'm Emma. First time caller, long time listener. I've been enjoying some of the stories that have been about nans and you had some stories about being overheard as well. So um, my nan was a bit of a sort really. She was the landlady of a working man's club and um, I lived with her. When I was 18 I had like my first boyfriend and she was really funny. I used to confide in her quite a lot but still she was my nan. So yeah, first boyfriend and my room was above the living room. Um, I had this really nice room. They'd taken the carpet off so the wooden kind of floorboards was underneath. So it was quite nice. Anyway, one day I came back from college and um, she handed me four bits of carpet to put under my bed legs, which was just extremely embarrassing. And um, yeah, so that's a nice way to tell people that you're being too noisy when you're having sex. God bless her. (laughs) I love that. It's kind of caring and passive aggressive at the same time. (laughs) And by that, I mean, it's quite Irish. (laughs) Anyone with an Irish mother will understand what I mean by that. Emma, long-time listener, first-time caller. Number two, whack that up on the tally board, please, Debbie, this week. Lovely. We live for it. You said there something which I haven't heard in a long time. You said my nan was a bit of a sort. Well, do you remember when you used to... (laughs) Well, maybe you don't, but... We used to use that turn of phrase quite a lot. She went, oh, she's a sort. Like, and it sort of meant like she was a bit of a goer, but she was also sexy. Well, I would have said, oh, she's a bit sexy. The other boys would have been like, I want to bang her. <laughs> oh, bless your nana doing it in a really nice, kind, gentle way. But you, your first boyfriend giving it away so freely, Emma. We're learning so much about you. Hi, Scotty. Kara here. My mum's just had the COVID vaccine. Obviously the Oxford one, darling. Do you know what I mean? Now Bill Gates knows when she's having a shit and when I need to push her piles up. Yee! Big quiz to everyone, man. What an amazing crew. Yeah, what is it again? What is it? Stay strong, stay true, stay you. Come join the future. Hey, 
cute. Oh, Mama's got the vaccine. I love that she's got the posh one. Well, who knows if it's even posh? Because there's the foreign one, isn't there? And by foreign, I mean European. And by European, I mean supposedly elsewhere. Because the country I live in supposedly divorced a continent. I can't talk today. Continent, continent. Two very different things. You don't want to get those two mixed up on countdown. Now, isn't that wonderful? It is nice that people are slowly getting it. It feels very exciting that risk to our loved ones is coming down dramatically. I know my mum... He's supposedly going to get it in the next couple of weeks because my mum's post-cancer. So that would be nice. I, I think it will take some of the worry out for not only the people, you know, who are clinically vulnerable or our elders, but also for us to be like, oh, for fuck's sake, I can breathe. I could go out for 10 minutes. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, the conspiracy theories about Bill Gates, I think it goes back to my thing about the WhatsApp. Do you know what? I'd love to buy into all of this stuff that, you know, there are lizard people and Bill Gates is trying to follow your nan. But I just don't think actually we live that exciting life <laughs> that we need to be tracked. I walk home every day and there's this um, Google Agenda 2021. <laughs> I don't think people have made this up. <laughs> Call me mad. Call me crazy. I think genuinely some form of, you know, bacteria is mutated and thought, I'm going to fucking kill out this lot. And do you know what? By the by, and I'm so, you know, today, particularly in the UK, 90,000 fucking people have died. But I tell you what, there are some dickheads on this planet that can fucking freely go. And one of them is losing his job today. Actually, death's too good for that cunt. Hi, Scotty. Talking about kinks and stuff and sex positivity and all that kind of stuff, I wanted to talk a little bit about one of mine. I guess trigger warnings and content warnings and stuff like that are wise to put here. But I am someone who is involved in the pop play community, which is often misunderstood and people can be, tend to be a little bit judgy when it comes to it. But for me, it's mainly, there's a community that I have. Uh, I have like my own pack. So I classify myself as an alpha um, and I have a pack and they are all betas. And I'm kind of like the father figure for them. I love all of them and I care, um, care a lot. And I haven't seen them in ages, which is really depressing because of lockdown and everything like that. But um, for me, it's a headspace. It's a way for me to be able to completely disconnect from from my day-to-day life sometimes. There's the obviously the sex side of it for me as well. But yeah, it's all about kind of closeness, intimacy and role play in a way. Um, but if you have any more questions in regards to pup play, I am more than happy to answer them. But yeah, I, I don't really know how to start the whole kink talk thing, but I, I just wanted to share that I am a pup. And I go under the name Eli as a pup. Um, and I actually went out in Manchester and I wore my pup hood for the whole night. And it was really nice because I just got to be able to disconnect from me, which I think is important sometimes. But yeah, that's what I wanted to share with you. Thanks, Scotty. You're amazing. I love you. Bye. Lovely Toby there, long-term listener, long-time contributor, so welcome back into the room. We need to now know, Toby, whether or not we should call you Toby or Eli in this space. You know, you can be whatever you want to be, hon. Now, pup play. 
Do you know what I love about the queers? Very inventive people. Very inventive people. Now, I know pup play isn't strictly a homosexual or a queer thing, but I think it's safe to say we probably invented it because, you know, we're quite avant-garde when it comes to our approach to having it off with each other, which is quite nice, do you know what I mean? Now, I'm not a pup. I've seen it quite a lot on the apps. I also, my studio, was in a place where they used to have a pup party of an afternoon on a Sunday, which was lovely. And I thought it was very sweet. One thing I really like about it was... It's like the, the drag's quite camp, you know, like the masks and all of that stuff. The thing I sort of didn't understand, and this doesn't come from a space of judgment, was why they needed to piss everywhere. I guess, though, if you're into piss play, I mean, conversations you never thought you'd be having with yourself. But <laughs> I guess if you're into piss play and pup play, that must feel very exciting. But yeah, pissing up the side of the wall in the venue that I was working in, I was a bit like, I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound, but are you going to be cleaning up your own piss is the question. I know there's a handler, but is the handler's responsibility to make sure the puppies are clean? These are conversations I never dreamt I'd be saying to the room, but we actually are. When it comes to disconnection from real life and play, these are all things that I advocate for when I'm working with artists or participants because just that bit of escapism, that little bit of distance from yourself and from real life sometimes, is fab. I mean, it's why we all love watching films and getting into series on Netflix. Escapism, that's time where we can dream and fantasise that perhaps we're there or we were there. Or uh, particularly history for me, I love a Ponzi historical drama. And um, for me, sometimes it's the escapism of watching another time play out. So, yeah, I can relate to it. I enjoy role play in a very different way, to be honest with you. Well, you know, I've never tried it. How would I know? But yeah, I don't have a calling to become a dog. Puppy, sorry for misgendering you there. A pup. I just put years on you. I think what would be interesting to find out, Toby, I mean, you know, if anyone else has got any questions about this, feel free to throw them into the mailbox. Like, do you choose your name? And do you choose your alpha or beta-ness? And do you choose your handle? Like, how does it... Does it find you or do you find it? That's my question. Hiya, Scotty, love. It's that JRF here. Hiya, hello. Hiya, producer Debbie. Hiya, the carer. Hiya, Harry and Liam. Hiya, Jamie from Edinburgh. And hello to all of the other listeners of After the Tone. Now, pets. I am so glad that I have my little Klaus Nomi Malone, my little pussycat, who is an absolute pain in the dick most of the time but he is a precious little baby who i would be absolutely lost without and especially during this lockdown and do you know the other day i was sorting through some bits and pieces and um i came across a photograph of my pet rat winston and i got very emotional the delightful little thing didn't live longer than a year but, do you know, when I was 15, that rat, Winston, little Winnie, he was totally my little pal. He used to sleep under the collar of my shirt, and he used to sleep in the pocket of my dressing gown. He did a lot of sleeping. 
he would go to the toilet in his cage, but most of the time his cage was open and he would just run free around my bedroom. And at night he would sleep across my neck. It was nice and warm and cosy. And I could throw a little, like, jingly ball and he would fetch it. And he would even come into the shower with me. Isn't that lovely? It made me so sad to see his little face because, oh, it just took me back to when I was nursing him. And I know he's only a little rat, but honestly, he was totally my little pal. So, lovely Winston. But yeah, aren't pets lovely? If you like that sort of thing. But yeah, pets are dead nice. And recently, while watching things on YouTube, I discovered that, you know, you get pops. You get people that are into puppy play and handling. I didn't realise you get cats. Cat, kitten play. And I was like, oh, is that just like for like Japanese anime? But no, like boys and girls. Well, men and women and others. Yeah, they dress up like cats and do the business as a cat. I don't know if they shit in a box. But um, yeah, they... Um, they do sexy time dressed as a cat. I mean, it's hardly surprising. Anyway, love and light. God bless, sweetheart. Lots of love to the ATT crew. Bye! Lovely JRF there. One of our key regulars at the end of the bar with a G&T as per usual. She's done it again! Who is Harry and Liam? Who? How many weeks do I have to go? Who the fuck is Harry and Liam? Who is Harry and Liam? Has anyone got a fucking clue? Because she's not fucking answering me. I ain't got a fuck. Anyway, showering with a rat. I'll just leave that there. Also, cat play. How fantastic. Look at these. Do you know what? I wonder, and this is a question for the room, like if we could make our own little sexy subculture here, what animal, domesticated or otherwise, would your sexy crew be? So we've had pups today. JRF is telling us about the cats. What sexy time version would you be? You know what to do. Open up the WhatsApp, send us a voice note. Jamie, tell them the number to call, please. 0788 200 3420 And support us on the Patreon. And get backstage access to more knobheads like you. Well, that feels like a lovely moment to have a little bit of a digestive, a little bit of a rich tea. I tell you what, a cup of tea can feel awfully wet without rich tea. There you go. Thank you so much for the backstage crew. We've been having some lovely little chats over there. We had a very long-winded conversation with the person who called up last week about cold water therapy and what it does for the mentors. So, as ever, if you'd like to join the backstage crew and, whilst at the same time, helping support keep the show on air, join us over at patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Remember, we'd love to hear from you throughout the week as well, and we're very grateful for any of the shout-outs that you can do. Hashtag after the tone POD. And remember, press that subscribe or follow button if the platform allows it from which you listen to my dulcet tones from. Okay, let's get back on with the show. Hiya, it's me again. I'm the one who called a couple of weeks ago reading out that letter about being a noisy shag up. I'm just calling because I'm sitting here in my living room at home trying to do some work and I don't know if you can hear the noise in the background. Can you hear this?
this is the moment I discover that my neighbours play the didgeridoo, I guess. I'm pretty sure that is definitely a didgeridoo. I'm just sitting here wondering to write them a passive-aggressive note saying, please, could you play your didgeridoo a little bit more quietly? You are frightening the children, i.e. me. There you go. Sorry, just me again. I am really confused because I've lived here for nearly two years. This is the first time I've ever heard a didgeridoo. And it's really good. Like, they really know what they're doing. So I'm just kind of confused about how it's taken this long for... Have they just got a didgeridoo? Have they been waiting this long to finally try out their skills? Have they learned overnight and just become expert within a really short space of time? Is there a visiting didgeridoo player? It's really loud, though, and actually quite irritating. Can you hear that? At first, I just thought it was someone, like, sanding their floorboards or something, but no, it's, it's unmistakable. My amusement is, is quickly wearing off. I kind of hope it stops soon. All right, bye again. <laughs> Noisy shagger, it's wonderful to have you back. Thank you so much. Now, um, I don't mean to freak you out, but no, we couldn't hear anything in the background. Are you sure? Are you sure there was anything there? <laughs> How to induce a panic attack. <laughs> well, who's playing the didgeridoo? I think you're in every fucking right mind to go around there and say, you're scaring the children. <laughs> well, if it's Rolf Harris... <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Well, let's see if that one gets past the editing fingers of Debbie Kilbride. <laughs> anyway, I used to have a neighbour when I lived on the estate that I grew up on who every Saturday morning would play UB40, Red Red Wine, probably about six times to get ready to. Oh, I tell you what, she fucking wound me up. The thing is... There's nothing more annoying than UB40 red, red wine than hearing red, red wine through walls. Because it's just... <laughs> You're just like, oh my God, if I could hear the song clearly and if that was to a normal, nice level, summer, the windows are open, we can all hear red, red wine, fine, fair enough. But hearing it through the walls every week... Some might say it was like water torture. Hi, uh, Scotty. Calling from Glasgow. Just down by the, the Clyde. Walking past where they're building some big buildings for banks on the bank of a river. And just spotted some graffiti saying, fuck the banks. And I have to agree, but I'm also thinking that I might try and work at the bank in the future. Anyway, Colin, just to say thank you for the podcast because it's great i don't really have good news but i just wanted to say that after feeling all anxious and covidy not from covid but from lockdown after the tone really brightens my week i thought you might like to hear my voice because it's a voice of from glasgow <laughs> don't have too much to share but uh, yeah thanks to you and debbie and everybody else that was called big thanks Lovely Colin there. I'm going to say that Colin is a first-time caller because I tell you what, I would fucking remember that voice. Oh, 
<laughs> I am such a floozy. Honestly, if anyone has got an accent which is north of Birmingham, sorry Birmingham, and west of Bristol, sorry Bristol, <laughs> I'm more than happy to say hello. Do you know what I mean? Now, lovely Colin, I understand the debacle, not debacle, the, what's the word, when you've got two options that are in front of you, the ultimatum maybe, it's one of those, it's a word, insert word here, that is in front of you because fuck capitalism, but also like, what else? And fuck capitalism doesn't pay the rent that I owe. So yes, I understand that sentiment very much so. And you know what? Fucking late aggressive capitalism. If you need to work in the bank, hun, you need to work in the bank. I understand that space of anxiety. Oh, tell you what. Do you know what? Best thing I've ever done, got medicated. I know we're not supposed to say that. I know we're supposed to be like on our journey and all of that shit. But I tell you what, it's just lies. Just really fucking like medication. I'm like, yeah, give it to me. It makes me feel better. Great. And I just want you to pick up there a sort of more broader conversation about good news. You don't have to come here with good news. I sort of like it when people just call up and go, I'm just calling up. You know, like, you just called up to just say hello. And it's nice just to say hello. I mean, you don't call your friends all the time with an agenda, do you? I mean, it's nice when people, you know, want to dive into a swimming pool or make us a cup of tea. But just calling up and say hello, anybody can do that. So, Colin, thank you very much. Hopefully, you've given other people the encouragement to do the same. Hi Scotty, hi Deb and the whole After the Tone backstage crew. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to give a bit of a call in off the back of Scotty. You mentioned something last week about gender identity and I guess I just wanted to share a little something that you, Scotty, you posted something on Instagram probably about a year ago now where you corrected a reporter who referred to you as a gay man. And you did this whole post talking about kind of your feelings around kind of ambiguity when it comes to gender. And honestly, that was literal like penny drop moment for me. Up until then kind of felt like I had to, I don't know, have all my thoughts and feelings around gender figured out in order to be able to talk about it or kind of move forward with those feelings. But yeah, seeing your post made me just be like, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. And it kind of, I guess, started the ball rolling really for me in terms of actually understanding my own gender identity and then in July I came out as non-binary which was fab so yeah so just wanted to give a big shout out to you Scotty for that because it really helped me and I know that you know it's not just been me I know lots and lots of people that have I don't know I don't know what it is about lockdown but kind of use the time to reflect a little bit more and have kind of come out which has been interesting but yeah oh look at that hello lovely person you didn't give us your name but long-term listener first time caller I think that's a fourth First time call this week. Isn't that lovely? Great. More of that. And a non-binary person at that as well. So you can have that badge. Stick that, please, upon yourself. When you started off with, Scotty, you posted something on Instagram last year. My initial thoughts were, oh, God. Oh, God. What did I say? But actually, look at me being the Princess Diana of the They Thems. (laughs) Basically, I was putting this top 10 gay men who are body positive and I was like there's so much about that sentence like a you didn't even ask me b there's so much about this fucking sentence that I find really fucking problematic and see like there are lots of people on that list that I know don't really identify with the words gay or man I mean gender I find always really clumsy and difficult and I don't think I'll ever have a resolved relationship with it 
But do I feel like a bloke? Do I want to be a bloke? Absolutely not. Am I gay? Oh, no. I'm a big fucking fat queer. <laughs> do you know? And that sort of feels quite important to me. And people will often pull me up on that. And they'll be like, oh, what's your problem with gay? And I was like, well, actually, when I first came out and I tried to fit into gay men's circles, I've been, like, abused and harassed and bullied and a lot of fucking trauma opposed upon me, largely because I'm a big fat Nelly, but also because I'm a big camp Mary at the same time, that I've never felt part of that gang. I've always felt way more at home with the dykes the butchers and the femmes and then also body positive i'm like oh so now there's this expectation upon me suddenly that i've got to be happy with my body and as somebody who's in recovery and somebody who's like you know i'm very open about how capitalism can force us into ways of thinking about our bodies that perhaps we don't want to feel that way but you know we're often made to feel worthless by other people comparing us to themselves in the street by physical or verbal abuse or by adverts telling us we could take a tablet to lose weight because our bodies aren't great. And so, you know, that is always going to affect where you sit. I, I don't believe in this, like, body positive space that you somehow, like, hold constantly. And I, I feel the same way with gender. You know, I sort of joked at the top of the show about when did you realise you were heterosexual? Put that question back onto gender. When did you realise that you were a man? When did you come out as a man? I just find the whole thing, like, it feels like a massive expectation. And when I learned about gender fluidity and ambiguity and queerness, and I tell you what, largely informed by the children, and I think too much of queer community and queer culture is often about know your history and there's often an ignorance towards the children but the children have fucking really updated my language and my opinions on things and really helped shift and make sense of things you know I love it when I meet non-binary young kids who are so comfortable with that identity who have like really reclaimed that space and I think fucking good on you because I'm still fucking working it out and I'm 35 but anyway, this is by the by, this is a really fucking long diatribe about me saying, aren't I a great person? <laughs> Do you know what? You've made me day because sometimes on that Instagram malarkey, I just think, oh, it's full of a bunch of fucking dickheads who are just getting on my tits. But to know that perhaps one person got something out of one thing I said a year ago, I mean, I'll get my tits out on it more, I think is what I should be saying. That's my little baby girl, Patsy. You asked us to ring in and tell us about your cats. Uh, She is a little ginger princess. Absolutely beautiful, makes my life a hundred times better. We did used to have two cats until last year. We had her brother Desmond as well, but very unfortunately he was hit by a car outside our house. I think in May or June, so during the first lockdown and uh, a very dramatic morning. My husband was out at work. It was about eight o'clock in the morning. I pulled up my curtains and saw a car outside the house. And I saw a woman carrying something off the road and something just told me, oh, fuck, I think that might be Des. So I ran outside at top speed wearing just a pair of knickers and a vest top and no bra boob swinging everywhere, burst into tears, was screaming and sobbing. And there was a very, very sweet lady who had stopped her car. She didn't hit him herself. She saw him in the middle of the road and stopped her car and had carried him off to the verge on the side of the road. And she was so sweet to me. She carried him into my garden for me. 
and was just a really nice person and helped me through what was a very, very horrific experience. I was all on my own, so I, I didn't really know what to do. And he was just laying on the patio and I actually sort of showed Patsy his body, which might sound a bit weird, but I was worried that if she didn't see him dead, she wouldn't know that he had died and she would be confused and would be upset that he wasn't around. So she just had a little sniff and then she clocked it straight away. And um, to be honest, little cow has loved life as a single cat. She's far happier than she was having another cat in the house. She lords it around, basically got me and my husband wrapped around her little finger, her little claw rather. She's gone from strength to strength. What a bitch. Bye. Oh, isn't that a sad story? When it first started, I was like, who has recorded their chicken? So that tells you how much I know about cats. I was like, has somebody filmed their chicken? (laughs) So I'm glad for the audio description. But, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Poor Desmond. Isn't that lovely, though? It does show you that there are nice people in the world. And sometimes we need that, don't we? We need those demonstrations of loveliness. And I'm sorry that it's come with loss. I once... Oh, my God, this is going to be so horrific. My friend has never got over this, my friend Louisa. We were about 14 or 15, and we saw a dog get knocked over. And honestly, we're both in our 30s now. And every time I meet Lou, she talks about that dog in such a way that I'm like, I don't think she's ever engaged in the world in the same way after seeing that. I don't think you can, though, can you? You know, you can't unsee things. Oh, but isn't that lovely? I sort of love, like, your logic. Even in that grief, you're like, right, let her see him dead. Yeah, it's like going to a wake, cat wake. There you go. Oh, bless you. Thanks for calling up. Hi, everybody. Hi, Scotty. It's Gemma. I'm calling from Tesco Car Park in Harlow, Essex place is full of fucking dicks i swear like this is the third highest high risk place and um you can fucking tell anyway that's not why i've called up i listened to today's one i loved it it was the self-care and the food like comfort food and mine's like a combination of the two people listen to mindfulness things to gather themselves i have to listen to old school garage really loud in the car by myself or in my headphones if I've got to go for a walk maybe yeah and you've done that playlist this week and um I thought it was only me (laughs) and I've always had that like when I used to live in London and I had loads of trendy mates and stuff it was like oh garage it never left me sort of thing like I still wore my initial ring from Elizabeth Duke and uh now it's almost like a a big joke to be like garage 90s gold jewelry blah blah garage is my like safe place it's everything to me (laughs) and i hope that you're adding to this playlist because there's a few that were missing and i know that you will appreciate it i wonder if that's something me and you can do we can do a little garage swap but um, the comfort thing is garage, but also just boiled eggs and toast and a cup of tea. I'll sit at the table by myself. I've got two kids and my husband. That is me giving myself a little bit of a talking to and some self-care by having some boiled eggs. But I only eat the yolk. I don't eat the white bit. I don't like egg whites. So I literally have egg yolk and bread 
and butter. It's got to be white bread and butter. How interesting is that? <laughs> the self-care stuff, anyway, in a, on a serious note, this podcast has got me through many a shit day. And it is just like you're sitting in the room with me and it makes me feel so much better. So I'm getting, oh God, and now I'm crying. Oh, okay. I love you. Bye. That's my lovely friend, Gemma. I love Gemma. Do you know what? I met Gemma at many a house party when I was a young person and when Gemma was just as rough as she still fucking is. (laughs) And I totally know what she's on about because, like, we were, like, the rough ones. And I think the rest of them, they were just posher. Not necessarily richer, but they were from, like, parents who were hippies or parents who had gone to university. And, you know, when you just spot someone that you know, any time I put my eyes on Gem, I've just been like, I love you, the best. And we always have a bit of a competition. I mean, she likes to think that she's less rough than me. But as you can tell, (laughs) she's fucking rough. (laughs) Now, yes, I did. I put out a garage playlist on the Twitter and the Instagram last week. And I I titled it, wait for it, gotta get through this. Well done, thank you, me. Because I just thought we probably could do, with going back to 2001, when, you know, the world was a slightly easier place. 9-11 granted happened, but, you know, at least Garage Girls was so fine. Anyway, if you don't know what Garage is, look it up. Um, Sorry, I just can't believe that Gemma doesn't eat egg yolk. What's the point in boiling an egg just to have that poncy little yellow bit? How many eggs have you got to cook to make that fit on your toe? Anyway, that's a question for another time. What I really want to draw people's attention to is (laughs) not only does Gemma make herself cry on many occasions, but (laughs) Gem sent me messages recently which were like, don't you fucking start talking like them up there. (laughs) And so I just want to address the concern that I don't think at any point I'm going to sound like a Mancunian. But lovely Gem, thank you for calling. Do you know what? It's just nice to have a normal person call up. (laughs) Nice to have someone who's a little bit sane call up. Do you know what I mean? And that's it for another week. And what a gorgeous week that was. Well, I just feel like I've spoke so much and at pace. There was so much to talk about this week. So thank you very much for the conversations, the tangents, uh, picking up of conversations that have already happened. The return callers, loads of first-time callers again. We fucking love to see it. And um, if you want to continue the conversation, you know what to do. Head over to patreon.com forward slash after the tone. That will help us stay on air, but also gives you the space to be able to talk to each other. And I tell you what, that JRF, oh, she's in the middle of everyone's fucking business over there. So um, who knows, you might be able to get a signed picture from that JRF if you come over do join us over there as I mentioned before hashtag after the tone POD if you want to send us a little snippet about you know how your week's going or anything you want to pick up on but we would really love it if you could share the podcast and or give us a little bit of a review as you know we do all of this organically it's just the lovely producer Deb and me and so any help sharing the love and spreading the word would be very grateful for it so all I need to do is remind you of that number one more time because you know without your calls there is no show Jamie what's the number they should call please 0788 200 
3420. And support us on the Patreon. And get backstage access to more knobheads like you. Thank you very much, Jamie. And until next time we all speak after the Tone crew, look after yourselves and each other. And if you hear a didgeridoo, get knocking on to those fucking neighbours and tell them to stop fucking cultural appropriation. In, in, in. All right, see you later. Bye, love you, bye, love you, bye, 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 love you, bye. Tone, after the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. After the tone is presented by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, with shout outs this week to Liv Morris, Lorraine Bowen, JJ Cranston, and Podcast.co. It's a Debbie Productions production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.